Hi, and welcome back to Tech Talk. I'm Ken Mingus, Executive Editor at Computer World. I'm here today with Windows 10 expert Preston Gralla. We're going to be answering your questions about Windows 10. Just a quick reminder, if you're looking at us on YouTube, please subscribe to our channel. And if you've got questions and comments, leave them in the comments. Same thing, we're streaming on uh, LinkedIn Live's Computer World page. So if you like what you're seeing, please, of course, follow that page. And you can add questions and comments there. We'll try to get to some of the questions while we're on the air. If not, we'll circle back later on. And hopefully, Preston will have the answers that you need. I hope. So, Preston, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me, as, as always. As usual, it's, uh, let's see, it's let's, let's set the stage. It's Patch Tuesday, November, yes, and Windows 10 1909 is still not here. That's right. It still isn't. It's Franco is still dead, and exactly. Windows 10 1909 is still not still with us. Do we have any idea? I ask this every time. At some uh, point, it's going to come out. At some point. Yeah. I'm guessing November. Everybody says November. I don't understand. Well, they're calling it the November update, so right. one would hope. But on the other hand, it is Microsoft, so okay. they didn't say the year. <laughs> okay. um, but True, I'm good assuming, point. I'm assuming within the next week or two, it, it's, I mean, it, it's a minor update, as yeah. we've talked about right. multiple times. It's basically times. a service pack, right? It's a service pack, and they've had it ready for a long time, so I don't know what's going on, but I yeah. would expect so. I know, it is sort of surprising, you yeah. would think, you know, given the fact that it's not a lot of features if, you know, to roll out. I don't understand what's holding them up. But anyway, uh, we do have questions um, from people who wanted to know uh, some things, some details about Windows 10. So, um, question one, uh, what are the chances that our data collected by Microsoft is not being misused? This is dun, dun, dun. a great question. Yeah. First, I'm going to expand it a little bit. Yeah. This is the central question, in fact, about the future of tech okay. and our relationship to tech. This is the question. Look at Facebook. Look at, look at Amazon. Look at Google. Every single big tech company. Collecting it, data. Yeah, collecting data. A lot collecting a lot more data than Microsoft. Yeah. Um, uh, the European Union has struggled with this. They've came up with uh, privacy rules there and data rules there. We don't have them here in the United States. It is going to be a central part of probably the upcoming political campaign, yeah. and it's going to be with us for years. So this is a great, great question. Okay. Um, again, that's just sort of a preface. Now, to, uh, go ahead. I was just going to say, does this go to the to the question about Microsoft and its telemetry, what it's what it's grabbing from your, you know, your computer and how you use it? That's one of the many things. Okay. There's okay. multiple things. That, that's what I'm thinking to next. So what does Microsoft gather about you? One is, as right. you said, telemetry. Right. What are you doing with your computer? Are there crashes? What applications are running? What happens when you do certain things? And they use that not in any nefarious way, but okay. to improve Windows. On the other hand, it's kind of creepy knowing that Microsoft is gathering that. Yeah. Um, Microsoft also collects information about for so that they can target advertising at you because it's easy to forget that it's not Google, but they do make a lot of money out of ads, so yeah. they collect that data too. And they even gather your location data. Even if you have a desktop computer, unless you turn that off, it knows your location. Okay. There's a lot of other kinds of data as well. So the question is, are they going to do bad things with it? I don't think Microsoft would consciously do something bad because right. it would kill the company. Yeah. I mean, it would really hurt them. They have no reason to do it. You know, other companies like Google or Facebook, using that data is the way it they make that's, their money. That's their reason for being there, basically. It's not Microsoft's reason for being. Microsoft makes money sell, you know, in the cloud now, Office, Windows, all those things. So I don't believe Microsoft would consciously do bad things with your data. On the other hand, who knows? <laughs> I mean, it is a big tech company, and things happen. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. not only that is what I think of as the creepiness factor. There are a lot of people like me who just don't like 
big companies knowing stuff about me. Yeah. And so there are things you could do about it. There are a That's lot of things. That's what I was going to ask. Are there things you can turn off or ways to sort of shield yourself? You can turn off location. You can turn off ad tracking. You could turn off all kinds of stuff. And um, there's an article I wrote, in fact, for Computer World about how to protect your privacy in yeah. Windows 10, step-by-step -step instructions on how to do everything in very, very fine-grained detail. So. Okay. Um, you know, the answer to the question is, I don't believe Microsoft would do bad things with their data on purpose. Number two, who knows? And number three, there are a lot of things you could do. You can't turn off the telemetry data. Right. Um, but all the other stuff you can. Okay. Okay. So you can at least minimize it. And right. of course, we'll try to drop a link to the uh, the story that you're referencing so right. that people can take those steps themselves. If you're just tuning in, we're talking to Preston Growler. We're answering Windows 10 questions from users. Uh, number two. Why does Windows 10 consume a lot of system resources? And related, why does Windows consume so much disk during startup? This is one of the things we've talked about a lot, how with Windows, every computer is unique. Yeah. It's hardware, it's software, the configuration, unlike Apple stuff where they control everything, and Windows stuff, Microsoft controls nothing except the operating system. Right. And so because of that, weird things can happen to your PC. And so you could have two PCs, one next to the other, same version of Windows 10. One is running just unbelievably slow, you can't stand it, and another one, it zips along. It's because there's weird configurations that yeah. there are. However, there are a lot of things you can do. You can, for example, turn off the programs that load at startup. Uh, and there's a lot of these that people don't know about, because what happens when you buy a Windows PC, you're yeah. buying it from some company, and that company might have a deal with a software company. Is this the crapware stuff that gets yeah. loaded on and the computer? and sometimes it's even legitimate. Yeah. Some is crapware, some is legitimate. So you might have all kinds of stuff like that running. You could turn all that stuff off, for example. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of things you could do to, to um, speed up a slow PC. Yep. And uh, yes, I've written an article about that. Um, I would uh, expect no less. Yes, exactly. And that one, uh, as you probably remember, I update that one very, yeah. very frequently. Yeah. I'm updating it all the time. How to speed up time. your Windows PC, yeah. Yep, yeah. And so um, there again, if you do out there have a slow PC, whether it's because it's consuming a lot of resources or whatever reason, slow hard disk, um, my recommendation is check the article out again. Step-by-step -step stuff will really help. Again, we will include that in the comments so you can take those steps yourself and hopefully speed up your PC and minimize some of the uh, overhead that Windows 10 is uh, extracting. Um, question three, again, if you're just tuning in, we're answering questions about Windows 10 with Preston Gralla. Uh, question three, Windows 10 version update is a challenge that we are facing in our organization. It has a lot of dependables and compatibility check to be done before update. Is Microsoft bringing in any sort of tool to make life easy for organizations like us? Yeah, this is a tough one. Um, okay. If you're upgrading from Windows 7 or Windows 8, yep. uh, <clears throat> Microsoft has a Windows 10 compatibility tool. Okay. Put it on the PC, and it'll tell you whether it's compatible. And we'll include that link so that people can get to that tool. Yep. In addition to that, we'll include another link which tells you just what, are the res what, what do you need to run Windows 10? Just mm -hmm. what stuff do you need? And so we'll include that link too. So what those things are good for is if you're upgrading, and so you know in general what the Windows 10 requirements are. Uh, that won't help as much, probably, if you have an existing Windows 10 PC, but the truth is, if you have an existing Windows 10 PC and an update comes along, your PC is probably going to run it. Yeah. However, the biggest problem for enterprises is not really an individual PC, whether it can run Windows 10, it's can it run all the enterprise-level software? 
on uh, top needs of Windows to, on 10. On top of Windows 10. Yeah. And there it gets a lot more complicated. And um, check with Microsoft, whoever the Microsoft contact is, and check with the vendor itself. And um, it's tough. There's no one-stop solution, no one-stop for an answer for this one. Okay. Understood. Um, question four. Why did Microsoft move from the old pattern of releasing different OS versions to current Windows 10 version updates? Is this to close down your rivals because they need to keep upgrading their products every 18 months? Sounds like a conspiracy theory. Ooh, it could be. Um, actually, the truth is... This is, is the whole Windows as a service question, basically, right? Right, right. Okay. right. And, and before I get to that part is, first I want to say that when it comes to desktop computing, Windows doesn't really have a rival. I mean, it has about 80% market share. Right. Mac has about 15% market share. Sadly. I'm glad I've got a Surface now. <laughs> That's right, yeah. as you can see by yeah. the label surface. on it. Surface. Yeah. Um, uh, and then there's, you know, a little bit of Chrome, a little bit of Linux. But yeah. basically, Microsoft has they no rivals. They own the market. Th yeah. There are no rivals. So no, that's not why Microsoft did this. Microsoft did it. We talked about this previously, which is that Windows is not the core of the company anymore. And they don't need to convince people to buy Windows in order to, for the company to make a whole lot of money. So instead of doing these big once every 18 month gigantic updates, one every two years gigantic updates, instead, as you said, it's Windows as a service. It's incremental. Incremental. Every six months, or maybe even less now, we'll have to see as time goes on, there'll be a relatively minor update. And uh, Microsoft gets to put those programmers to good use elsewhere. It doesn't have to do the marketing, spend zillions of dollars in marketing. So it's good for Microsoft, good for customers. It's not, oh no, I have another version to to pay for and to, to upgrade to. I don't want no. to deal with it. So it's Well, and also better. Microsoft has made you know strides over the last few months in allowing people to delay the upgrades, yes. which gives you more power. Right. Uh, you know, I mean, at some point, Microsoft will update your computer once it's gets getting close to losing support. But you do have more flexibility than in the earlier iterations of that's Windows right. 10. That's right. That's exactly right. So yeah. it really is, it's much better than the old days when Microsoft was banging out new operating systems. Charging you an arm and a leg for it. Charging a lot of money, your PC. I'm, I'm, I've had... I mean, I t I've tested every version of Windows since forever, and, you know, I've had PCs brick. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, I love doing it. I know you do. And life. we love having you do it because you know, the, you know what you're talking about. Uh, I should probably take a pause and see if we've got any questions or comments from people who may be watching us live. Yeah, we've got a few. Um, mm -hmm. It's a couple of people comparing it to Linux and if it's going to be as good as Linux. So let's see. <laughs> okay, you're going to wade into the Linux world. Okay, this could get dicey. Okay. When can we expect Windows to be fast, portable, and mostly secure like Linux? As Microsoft says, they are supporting open source. They are supporting open source. It is a very different Microsoft today than in past years. But supporting open source doesn't mean replacing Windows with Linux. That will happen approximately never. Right. Um, so that's just not going to happen. When will it be as good as Linux? Well, um, the beauty You'd have of to really define good here. That's what I was going to say. It depends on what you want. That's right. The beauty of an operating system is in the eye of the beholder. And mm -hmm. so um, Linux is certainly more secure. Uh, would it be more secure if... You know, how many hundreds of millions of people around the world use it? We're trying to break it. trying to break in. I don't know. You know, the hackers go where their money is. So it's hard to know about that. But um, it will – it's a different operating system. A lot of people love Linux. I understand why. Yeah. I've certainly used it myself. And um, I happen to think that when – you know – 
Windows, it's hard enough with Windows where you have operating system, different hardware and stuff like that. When you start getting to Linux or throwing different Linux versions and no, it, it's even You're tougher, talking about a really fragmented world. A really, really tougher, tougher world, you know, and good luck. If you have a version of Linux, now you're going to buy a new computer. Good luck making sure you're going to match that. It's just uh, time to download drivers. Yes. So, uh, sorry, Linux folks, but I'm not. I mean, it's I not use personal. Linux. It's not personal. I have used Linux a lot, but uh, it's not going to replace Windows, and it will never be Windows. Okay. Deal. Next question. Uh, along the same lines, they want to ask how secure the new release is. Uh, it's always more secure than the previous release. Microsoft is always fiddling under the hoods. And if you compare Windows today to Windows years ago, I mean, it's so much more secure. Uh, it will never be lockdown secure. No operating system is. None is. Yeah. And especially, Including Apple. Right? And especially when you, like we talked, 80% of the world's PCs are running Windows, so that means at least 80% of the money to be gotten via hacking is in Windows. So mm -hmm. at least 80% of the hackers are going to be aiming at Windows. Right, and of course, good point to you know remind people, if you're still running Windows 7, definitely not as secure as Windows 10. Absolutely. And support for Windows 7 runs out in January. That's right. So if you haven't updated, you better be <laughs> updating soon. That's right, absolutely. And so um, you have to practice good security hygiene. Mm -hmm. You have to constantly update. You have to make sure that you have, um, you know, a good virus scanner or a malware scanner. You have to don't click on link. I mean, do all the basic things you need to do. And the truth is most of the hacks happen because of not the operating system, but the person in front of the operating yeah. system yeah. clicking on links. Doing Always the weakest like link that. is the person. Yeah. That's exactly right. So, um, It'll be a lot more secure when people act more Stop secure. Acting. That's <laughs> Stop right. acting the way they do. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Next. I've uh, got one. It might be a little too specific, but we'll give it a shot here. So they say, we commonly see that the process CCSVC host consumes high CPU at, its, at times. Is there anything specific to the program installed on the client? So I guess they're looking for help. Yeah, this is obviously off the top of my head. I can't tell what to do. However... What you should do, whoever asks this question, is uh, run Task Manager, uh, right-click it, and you should be able to see where that file is located on your hard disk. And maybe So you'll be able to get the .exe file. What you could do is just check it out online. I, I mean, that's what I always do. I just check like, it out online. You mean like an online forum to see if other people Not have the same Not even a forum. Kind of just problem. do a Google search. Just type in the, the, the name of the file yeah. and even just say security. What does it do? Or something like that. And... Um, and you'll find out, and you'll be able to determine. Off the top of my head, I don't know, but there are, are ways you could find out pretty easily by doing a, an internet search. And you'll find it. I've done it many, many times. Okay. Okay, another one here is, is there any possibility that Windows 10 or other future versions of Windows will come with voice commands? Oh. Uh, and I would be willing to bet yes, as an, you know, I'm not a Windows person, but right. uh, that seems like where everybody seems to be going. I would assume so. For, I mean, Cortana's already partway there. I mean, you can do a number of things. With voice Although, aren't they sort of pitching Cortana as more of an enterprise digital assistant, more so than the consumer side stuff that you might see from Apple or, or Google? Yes, although what they're also doing is they're embedding it inside Office, inside the operating system. So I could see them extending Cortana to be the voice assistant. Mm -hmm. You not you won't know you're using Cortana. Right. You know what I mean? But you'll, you'll just talk to the computer. You'll just and talk do to it. the computer. And I would be, like you, surprised if it didn't happen. It is certainly 
the wave of the, not just the future, I mean, certainly the present when you look at Alexa. Yeah. I mean, voice and, command and seems to be the new UI. Right, exactly. Yeah. Cool. Interesting question. Yeah. And someone has a Windows Server question. Is that within the realm of your dun, dun, expertise? Uh, not very much. You could ask it. I probably won't be able to answer it. Ask but it, might it in case someone yeah. else might have That's an right. answer. That's right. And they okay. could we'll answer throw it each out other. to the crowd. Yeah. All right. So they want to know is it possible, possible to run an. I'm going to pronounce this wrong because it's an acronym, <laughs> Nginx, N-G-I-N-X, container in Windows Server. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. know you've you stumped, you stumped the experts. But if there, are, if there are people out there who are watching right now who might have an answer, you know, um, share it with others. In. Yeah. Short answer is we don't, we're not sure. Yeah. And another question. They're coming in very fast now, okay. so we'll take a couple more. A couple more. Um, why is it that Windows Home does not have a BitLocker, but Windows Professional had the BitLocker option? Uh, BitLocker is a way to lock down your PC, right? Protect it. Um, and there is a pretty, I think. I think there's two answers. One is money. Uh, they could get more money out of enterprises than they can get out of consumers. And, so, and they need to give enterprise users things they need and a reason mm -hmm. to upgrade to enterprise. So they want to get more money, so they put that in there. But there's another reason, too, which is that in an enterprise, you have a lot of help, you have a lot of support, you have a lot of service. Things can go wrong with BitLocker. You can lock okay. yourself out of your PC. If you're at home, Microsoft doesn't want hundreds of thousands or more people locking themselves out of their PCs. So I think that it's not just money, but I think it's a practical matter. You, you, know, you don't want to give that tool into the hands of people who might not know how to use it. It's basically targeted to the specific audience. That's exactly right. right. That's exactly right. Got it. Okay. And one more? Yeah, one more here. Uh, how long before Microsoft releases another operating system? Uh, that's the big question. Um, Possibly never. We've yep. talked about this. Uh, we've talked about Windows as a service. Um, I, it just keeps updating itself and updating itself over time. Um, you know, I'm not sure there ever will be another operating system. In the old days, what happened when hardware was being developed at a really quick pace, and every year or so there would be a faster processor, a mm. better graphics device, stuff that could do a lot of new stuff, Microsoft really needed to develop a new operating system to take advantage of that. And it was always sort of a, then Microsoft would sort of push the envelope, and now you needed to buy the new hardware, and now the hardware is faster, so now you develop another yep, operating system. It was system. always, you know, just exactly tit for tat. Uh, those days are over. Yeah. I mean, you know, the hardware you buy today is not going to be dramatically faster than the hardware you bought last year. And so... Um, so from that point of view, I don't think it'll happen. From a business point of view, I'm not sure Microsoft has much to gain from it. On the other hand, at some point, they might just say, there's so much new stuff. There's new AI. There's voice control. There's, mm -hmm. you know, it's not just going to be voice. You know, at some point, your camera is going to be watching your eyes, too. You know, all kinds of interactions, biological interactions and stuff like that. And I don't know. Maybe we'll have an We may be Windows thing. eventually. <laughs> That's we exactly. will be the operating That's system. Right. You know, I can That's see it now. Scary. I'm looking up here. Yeah. Oh, I see is a blue screen. Right. <laughs> uh oh, the blue screen yeah, of sorry. death. Yeah, exactly. uh -oh, so it might for, not be good. That's but, right. Uh, watch out for those states that have, uh, you know, the death penalty. Right. So for uh, the foreseeable <laughs> future, it's Windows 10. We'll just continue as Windows 10 with different iterations. Right. At some point, maybe in 25 or 30, right. you know, 20, 20, 30, 
uh, you, you know, you might see something different, but I agree. Yeah. I think it's just going to continue yeah. sort of the way they've been doing it. Right. Great. Okay. Um, that's great. Uh, thank you so much for the questions and comments in the uh, uh, questions field. Preston, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. Just a quick reminder, we're on YouTube streaming live, and if you'd like to subscribe to the channel, please do so. Uh, we are also on the LinkedIn Live page for Computer World, so please follow that. Coming up next week, I'm going to be back with Michael Simon. We're going to be talking about iOS, iOS questions that we might be able to answer. So hopefully maybe I'll be able to answer a few more there than, uh, than yeah, Monday's. Right. Uh, in the meantime, thanks for watching.